Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. That was good. That was Hey guys, today Sarah and I are going to be answering some questions. Um, these questions, I assume, were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, <laughs> and Sarah gave them to me sometime last week. And she was like, hey, come up with some questions for these prompts. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to answer the questions that we came up with. Cool. Pretty simple, straightforward, fun, you know what I'm saying? All right. First question. What's your favorite kind of game? Like a board game, video game, card game, etc. Like what category do you like the most? Or do you have a favorite category? I like card games the best. Or board games. It really yeah. depends on the game. I feel like I play card games the most. Yeah. Though. For me, it's a mixture of... If specifically, if we're doing board game, video game, or card game, just those three. I think it's a mixture of all of them. Yeah. But I don't play video games very often because I don't have time. No. But then... Also, board games and card games go hand in hand because most of the time, if someone's like, hey, you want to play a game, I'd rather play a board game or card game with someone. Same, unless it's Mario Kart. Oh, yeah, that's a good Mario one. Kart is really fun with friends. Yeah. So, yeah. So, board game, card game, for the most part. Same. For the most part. The only video games I really play are Mario Kart, Mario Party. I'm a big Mario gal, you know? Yeah. Before I had children... Or a child, I guess. I don't have multiples. <laughs> I don't have multiples. Um, I think that you know of. What? I don't have any children inside of me. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I think I would have played video games more, but um, well, I did, but now I don't. Okay. Next question. You can pull from the hat. Oh boy. Don't no, make it. Okay. Let me see. It's another Sarah question. Um, well, I mean, it's a question that Sarah wrote. What is a big challenge for you living in this society slash world as a young Christian? Big, big challenge? Do you want me to answer first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, so my big challenge living in this world, I think one of the biggest is um, having to be bold and speak against certain topics that are so prominently pushed. Um, like on social media and stuff, especially because we have social media nowadays, things are just like talked about more frequently. Like we see it more frequently. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. You mean... Like because we have social like, media. Like, oh yeah, sin is right in your face all the time. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like because we have social media and, and things like that, we have the TV, we can watch things, you know, things are pushed in our face more frequently. Like we see it and hear it more often. And because of that, um, it's to me, it's really challenging to speak against certain things like lgbtq community yeah. and like the big things like that um bravely speak about it having the boldness yeah yep. and like then i'll do things like this like have the podcast and stuff but then i'm like but i'm gonna get backlash and even though i know that that's good because i'm doing it for god it's really scary <laughs> at times it is very scary i agree with yeah. that i mean that's maybe not well I agree. <laughs> is that yours too? No, oh, I don't okay. know if that's mine. Yeah. But it's a it's a big one for me is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like that's also something I struggle with, especially because 
like knowing if I should say something or not or when to say something or not mm-hmm. that's a challenge for sure so you gotta seek the Holy Spirit on that yeah um I think the biggest challenge I'm facing right now currently is probably well as a Christian I think I don't know if it's like a challenge for me as a Christian or a challenge to me as a person go ahead and say it oh well <laughs> you don't have to. What about a young Christian? A young Christian. Does that make a difference in your answer or no? Yeah. Okay. okay. I think one of the biggest challenges for me right now as a young Christian. Well, do you mean like challenges from the world or challenges like just in general? Okay. Biggest challenge right for me right now is being content in singleness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll have periods where I'm really content and really like fine. But literally everyone I know it feels like right now is getting married. A lot of Christian young couples are getting married. Obviously very thrilled for them because, like, they're going to do great things for the kingdom, you know, and all that. But I think it's hard not to struggle with being dissatisfied with it sometimes. And, like, for me, it's not all the time. I don't want to say it's not an everyday thing that I'm like, I wish it has been, I wish it has been, I wish it Because it's not. But then, like, you have these little moments where you see, like, you have a friend group and, you know, like, three of the five of you are couples you know you know what I mean mm-hmm. that didn't make sense <laughs> like th- three of the friends out of the five now have a significant other, yes but then yes. there's two that are still single yes exactly <laughs> um or even like hanging out with those friends as couples can just be challenging sometimes yeah um and so sometimes it's hard to find my joy in the lord in that even though I'm only 22 but I also think that Christian society puts a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on young people to find yeah. their significant other. Well, and you also see nowadays a lot of younger people that when we were that age, we never would have thought about being in a relationship Mm-mm. with someone. That's very true. And But because, I mean, again, we're not going to have a whole podcast about social media, but because we have social media and a lot of younger, like, I guess kids, you know, mm-hmm. have access to that, they see things about romance and boyfriends and all these things that we didn't see when we were that age not as much as they do i mean i had little house on the prairie but that was it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but lauren almanzo i had well (laughs) no this is a good one to say but i watched seventh heaven a lot i think that's a bad show okay well it pushes like a lot of things that i didn't think about when i was a kid yeah, Seventh Heaven and Touched by an Angel are both kind of... Yeah, but on Seventh Heaven, Jessica Buell, is that how you say her last name? Yeah, I would think so. Okay, um, she was like my favorite because she was like, well, her character to me at the time was like, she was so down-to-earth, chill, sporty, you know, she didn't really care about what others thought about her, and I loved that, yeah. but then she was like also so pretty, so boys like really liked her, and so yeah. other than that though, I didn't, I mean, we had things here and there, like there's always stuff about it, you know? Oh, absolutely. But it's not the same as... 12 year olds see nowadays <laughs> no it's definitely not yeah no and so i'm generally like i said very content but then on those moments those moments i'm not you know just creeps up yeah but like also i'm fine and also i i mean is is knowing that i'm a complete and whole person without a significant other mm. right that's something that that's a big deal yeah it is a huge deal because yeah. I, I literally like another person does not complete you christ yeah. does yeah. The fact that you don't, like, you know, the whole whatever stereotypical saying that women have, you know, we always say, I'm a, I'm an independent woman, I don't need no man. No, you don't technically need someone else. No. But, I mean, other than God. But, like, like I don't need Casey. 
but is my life like my journey on spreading seeds for the kingdom Mm -hmm. is it i mean he obviously we work together on that now so like you have it's a team but you don't like you are a complete whole person without him absolutely Yeah. yeah um i think there's such a very fine healthy balance between also knowing that it's okay to want to be pursued, though, as yeah. a woman. And that also, your desire to be pursued, like, reflects God's character. Did you get that from Jess? No. Oh, okay, because that's part of the captivating book. That's, like, I know, the, I know one of the biggest parts. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that book. I just, know. I mean, well, yes and no. Like, yeah. got it from the book, got it from, like, other yeah. posts on social media, got it from, like, my yeah. own personal reflection. God but, pursues like, you, and he wants you to pursue him, yeah. and you have a desire within you to, that you want to be pursued by someone. Yeah. And that's healthy, because that's from God. Yeah. We just take it too far. That's <laughs> God's character, right? So that's why you have to find that healthy balance. Yeah. And, again, got to seek the Holy Spirit on that. Only the Lord can satisfy. Next question. Are you ready? Oh, is it my turn? I don't know. Okay, yeah. you wrote this one. Oh, you write cursive, I forget. I'm sorry. It's okay. If animals could... This is a lighthearted one. <laughs> if animals could talk, which do you think would be the root... The rudest. The rudest? Yeah. If animals could talk, which do you think would be the rudest? I actually didn't come up with an answer for this one either. Okay. I just came up with the question. Hold up. Let me think about this. I don't know if I could have an answer for the rudest one, but just in general, a rude one that thing <laughs> yeah cats, cats in general or just your cats cat? in general i think that they can be really sweet but they can very quickly turn on you yeah i don't know if rude but flat out just hateful yeah, yeah. you do you know what i mean yeah I, I don't know if you agree but that's not the rudest i don't know i, I don't know you should have told me this one ahead of time so i could think well, i this didn't is think all, of an answer yeah. either this is a hard um, one do you have one no what animals would be the rudest? I mean, but I agree with the cats. Yeah. Cats for sure. Yeah. Like, they can be sweet when they want to be. I don't know what other animals would be, like, overtly rude, though. Let's see what Google says. Like, what animals think highly of themselves besides cats? This one says hippos? Hmm. Really ornery, ill-tempered, and very aggressive toward just about anyone and anything. Ooh. Rude. If we're not talking about just, like, sassy or, like... Uh-huh. Like, I think there's animals out there that, like, would not give a flip about other, like, animals. Like, like yeah. raccoons dig in your trash and they don't care. True. Or, like, any animal that you would consider a pest, really. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if we're talking about overall doesn't care about other things, a honey badger. Yeah, they're ruthless. That's a good one. I feel like a donkey would be really rude, actually. Uh, horses are worse. I feel like donkeys would be like the most sarcastic ones where they are rude, but they're just flat out sarcastic about everything. Yeah. And I honestly think I'm putting that judgment on them based off of Shrek because that's how donkeys. That's how donkeys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like we had some little good answers in there. Yeah. That was hard, Anna. <laughs> I should have. Come, I should have come up with the answer for that. Cats. Okay, next question. What is something you want to do that is not realistic for you to do in your current season? Is it what you just... (laughs) Do you have something different? (laughs) Mine is traveling more. Yeah. 
Mine, well, actually, <laughs> no. Mine is traveling. Living in a van and traveling mm. in my van. Van life, yo. That's been my dream for years. Before it even became like a big, well, I don't know if it was a big thing. I think it was becoming a big thing, but I didn't know it was a big thing. That everyone was like having, like living in their van and traveling or living in a van and traveling and stuff. Like, but that has been my dream for a long time. My only big dream is to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> there you go. One day. Yeah. Because, I mean, technically, I am actually in a position where I could probably travel more than you, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's just me. Yeah. Myself and I. Then cool. you got the husband and the baby to think about. Well, the husband would do it with me. It's the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I could do it with my kid, but that's not a priority of ours. Like, a lot of people live on the road with their kids, and that's fine. Like, whatever. But, and I'm sure that's fun, but to me, that was something I wanted to do if I didn't have kids. Yeah. And then if I did have kids, um, then it would be, then my next dream would come into play, which would ha- be, have a house with a good sized yard and a garden and some chickens and have my family, you know, that would be like my little family farm. Yeah. But that was if I had kids. So like there was a, you know, dependent on that. Okay. This is the next question. What are so good? Okay. <clears throat> what are the top three ways you see God's provision slash him working in your life right now? Top three. Yeah. So, and then to tag on to that, the other, like a sub question is what are three things he's used to show you himself or to bring you closer to him? Oh, okay. So my three things are um, the biggest like theme or biggest thing like the Lord has been teaching me right now which I didn't say that I didn't say what was the biggest thing God's been teaching you but this is the biggest thing God's been teaching me lately <laughs> no, that's good. um just that he's been speaking to me a lot about freedom from sin and really impressing that in my heart like on last podcast we talked about Titus chapter three mm-hmm. and talks about like being not being slaves or you were once slaves to various passion and pleasures but we're not slaves any longer well then on Sunday, my pastor preached about not being slaves to sin anymore. And I was like, mm. There you go. Okay, Holy Spirit, I see you. And so it made me cry because it was very sobering because mm-hmm. there's different sins and stuff that I'm still, like, letting Satan use to get me down. Mm-hmm. So it was really good. So you don't need to be slaves to sin any longer. Um, so that was, like, a small way the Lord provided, Right. Like, I've been struggling in some sin, mm-hmm. and he's, like, providing reminders for me to get have a way out. Mm-hmm. So, that's one. The second one was, I've seen him been, I've seen him lately working in my friendships and providing there. So, there's been a lot of change, like, in our friendship group lately, like, in our friend group. But, um, he's been showing me that he has a purpose for that, and he's allowed me to grow closer to, like, other friends that I might not have grown closer to if these changes hadn't happened. Um... And then the third thing is he's been, oh, he's been really faithful to me and just like very slowly providing answers as I think about different job changes because I'm considering maybe going part-time at my job. Um, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And so just because I have other like ministry opportunities that I'm a part of like this and one at my church. And so like. I don't know, but the Lord's been really faithful in providing patience and just, like, teaching me to trust Him in that. That's good. Yeah, those are my three things. 
Okay, so I don't know how to word the first one, but it is the first thing that popped in my head. So basically, my first one is... Okay, so when you get married, you know, obviously God makes you... Like, you you are now a team um, for his kingdom. But the thing that he's shown me is recently that... Okay, so, okay. <laughs> the thing that he's shown me is with all of this ministry stuff that he's laid on my heart, there's stuff with, like, worship worry lifestyle, obviously, and then there's stuff, like, in my own personal life um, that are just big ministry opportunities for me personally. And um, I, a couple of them I was kind of afraid to even, like, not afraid of my husband, but, like, afraid to tell him because I didn't, I, one, I didn't want him to say no, <laughs> but also, um because I was kind of being selfish on that part, but also because I didn't know if that was according to his, God's plan for his life. And God's not going to give us two different plans. So like maybe what he's showing me is just something that I need to begin to prepare for, but it's not for this season of life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but the way he's going to show me that is through my husband's no, not right now. And I didn't want to hear that from him. And so what God is showing me through that is, one, be content with the time you're in and the ministries God is giving you. And also, like, God's not going to show you and your spouse two different dreams. He's going to keep you on it as a team. Um, And the thing I asked him, he said yes to. So (laughs) obviously, like, that is good for this season of life we're in, and that's what God wants for our life. But, well, it's like, like, this isn't just, I think, in a marital relationship, but also... Sometimes you have to make sure the Holy Spirit in you lines up with the Holy Spirit and others around you because obviously it's the same Holy Spirit. Right. But if like God, if you think like God's telling you something, quote unquote, and then you talk to someone about it and they're like, mm, I've prayed about it. This isn't right. Like right. this is not the Holy Spirit. It could be because I've done this many times. You're right. It could be you like twisting what the Holy Spirit is telling mm-hmm. you for what you want. Yes. And that was kind of the thing with me. Like I knew what the plan was. But I just didn't know when. And so that was the part I was twisting. Like, I didn't want to ask Casey, like, hey, what do you think about this? And then him be like, no. And I'm like, uh, but God told me. And then go on with it anyway. And then it right. not work out because it wasn't time for it. It wasn't God's timing. So, um, but that's also how he shows you is like Casey telling me no was God showing me. Or telling me yes. But if he were to say no, that would have been God showing me like yes, but not right now. Right. You know. Anyway, so that's the first thing that showed up just recently. Okay, so something that he's done with um, provision in our life is financially, without going into, like, way too much detail about, like, our personal financial life. Let's just say we're not the richest folk on, you know, in town. (laughs) Um, And we also are technically a one-income home with a kid and a dog and a cat. So, and with rent that keeps going up. So, um... But, and I was talking to Anna about this the other day, even though on paper it looks like we shouldn't be able to afford the life we have, um, we've never been late on a bill except for the one time I forgot to pay it. But that was my own (laughs) responsibility. It wasn't because of financial reasons. And I freaked out because I was like, (gasps) we we missed a bill. But no, we've never missed a bill. We're still able to help others with the tithe that God gives us to give back to him. And, you know, all the things, you know, all the things. Um... You know, and and there's that. And it's also shown me, so that's the provision, but along with that, I've been shown through our financial state that 
Um, being good stewards of your finances also means cutting back in certain areas of your life um, or just being, you know, more frugal in mm-hmm. areas, you know, like for instance, with our personal season, you know, we have a son, he's not even a year old, he'll be a year soon. And um, we have gone against the norm and now, and we do cloth diapers and we do cloth diapers probably 95% of the time. The only time that we don't is whenever we go places for long periods of time. Um, and then we do disposable and, um, that has saved us. I've done the calculations that has saved us anywhere from 500 to almost $900 so far in just the almost 10 months he's been alive. Yeah. Depending on the brand you get and stuff, obviously, but, and it could be more depending on the brand because there are some brands that are ridiculously priced, but, um, so yeah, that saved us a lot of money. So like, that's just one example, but, and then obviously how you budget with groceries and stuff. So, um, the provision part is him providing the money that we do have, but then it's also shown me areas where I can cut back and still be completely happy and joyful. You know, like I don't have to have all the crazy cool things. Um, that's the second thing. And then the third thing, something that he's brought, that has helped me, um, come closer to God. This is just me personally. Obviously not everyone can relate to this, but is my health and fitness life, I guess. Like just... The things that I do that um, bring joy to me with how I eat and my exercise and stuff. Doing those things, but obviously not putting those um, above God in a vain way, but like, but still prioritizing those things in my life mm-hmm. um, has actually brought me closer to God because I feel better physically. Um, and I've been able to glorify Him through that. So that's a more lighthearted one, but yeah. it is a big one for me. So yeah, that was that good? That was, that was very good. No, okay. making yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff, Maynard. To my turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your biggest challenge in your prayer life? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> you want me to go first? No, I no. Okay. It's fine. It's not that I don't like it. It's just my prayer life is lacking right now. Okay, my biggest challenge, I've known, I know what it is, and I need to do more stuff about it. Um, this is going to sound terrible. It's actually remembering to pray for people. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'll be doing my Bible study, and at the end, I always write, I journal. Like, I do soap journaling, um, which, if you don't know what that is, it's pretty great. I like it. At the end, though, um, the P in soap stands for prayer, and so it has you always write out a prayer about your convictions, and, like, just confessing to God, getting close with Him again. And so I'm really good about doing that. But, like, I have so many people in my life that need prayer. Mm. So, like, this sounds bad, but, like, I can pray for myself. Like, during my quiet time, I'll pray for myself mm-hmm. and, like, my issues and, like, what the Lord's revealing to me. And that's all well and good, and I'm supposed to do that, obviously. But then I have a hard time remembering to pray for other people. Yeah. Unless, like, I'm directly prompted by the Holy Spirit, right? Like, there'll be times when... Um, I'll be like, oh, well, so-and-so is going through a hard time right now, and so, like, I'm going to pray for them specifically or whatever. But it's not a consistent daily thing for me. So that's my biggest challenge right now mm-hmm. in my prayer life. I struggle with that, too, actually. That's not my biggest struggle currently because that that was my biggest struggle up until recently, and it still is a struggle, but not as bad, only because um, there were so many people that I would think of, like, oh, I need to pray for them for this reason. Mm-hmm. And then I just wouldn't. Like, I would forget. Same. And then, yes. Yeah, and so the the thing that helped me, well, helped me, but also didn't, and I'll, I'll say it because someone else might need to hear it, but something that helped me was taking note cards, mm-hmm. and Monday through Friday, I have, I have a Monday 
side of one of the cards and then I make well first first step is to write down everyone that you need to pray for Mm -hmm. but also remembering that even though you do want to pray for literally every single person in your life um you don't this is going to sound possibly bad but you don't have to pray for them every day if god doesn't right like if god like if god puts one person specifically on your heart for a huge reason pray for that person but if there's just some random person that you um know well but also like or you know you don't like 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 someone you go to church with right say like brother bob is having um a minor procedure on thursday yeah pray for that procedure right but you don't have to add them to your list for every monday right exactly does that i hope that makes sense yes like little issues as they pop up yes but like yeah yeah. so anyway so monday or so you make a big list of all these people and then you put them into categories onto your cards so like monday you pray for these people Tuesday on the other side of the card you write mm-hmm. Tuesday and then write those people and so on and so forth through Friday that's what I did at least you can do through Sunday if you want yeah. through or whatever but and then putting them my problem was that was great yeah until I put them somewhere where I didn't see them yeah and then I would not grab my papers my note cards so you have to put them where you're going to see them and you need to set a reminder on your phone that was my thing so it helped but also Nubby. I'm lacking Super in my proactive. memory yeah no I like I don't know if this is quite what you meant, but um, Stuart, our college ministry leader, like, or the leader of the college ministry, me and Sarah go to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he said basically the same thing, right? So you have, like, he said, like, write down a list of everyone in your life that mm-hmm. you feel, like, led to pray for on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, like, all your friends, all your family, grandparents, pastor, Whoever, and his yeah. wife, whatever. And then, like, you, like, pray for, like, three people a day. Yeah. Right? And so, like, say... And then you text those three people that day, right? Yeah. Like, hey, how can I pray for you today? And, like, and he does that. Yeah. He sends texts yeah. to me and Casey every now and then, like, hey, just so y'all know, I prayed for you today and yeah. prayed this. Yeah. Which I think that's a super great way to do it, too. Yes. And then the other thing he does is um, splits up... Sorry, that's my alarm. Dana, hey, that was my other thing. Um, setting alarms to pray for specific things going uh-huh. on. So I have two alarms every day, one to pray for one person and one to pray for another person. That's funny. There you go. Look at that. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> but um the other thing is he has like another way he uh, recommend do it to do it is um like on Monday pray for your job, right? Mm-hmm. Pray for your boss, pray for your coworkers. Yeah. Tuesday pray for your church, pray for your pastor and his wife and the leaders and deacons in your church. On Wednesday pray for whatever. It's like taking a different area of your life. And then, like, and then on Wednesday, pray for your family. Yeah. Right? Yada, yada. So, I think that's a really good way, also. Yeah. I need to re-implement these into my life. Like, yeah. Like, this has been a good reminder for me. For me, what I did with that list of people is I noticed there was a pattern. So, like, there, like I would write them all down, and then I noticed that, um, like, I had this person, and then a few um, names down. I had another person, but they both went to the same Bible study I went to. Mm -hmm. And then a few people down, there was another person that went to the same Bible study that I went to. Like, we all four went to the same Bible study. So, like, I would have those people, I would put them all on the same day. Mm -hmm. And then I would pray for that ministry, that Bible study overall, like, as as a whole. But then I would also have all these people that went to that Bible study that I felt led to pray for on a regular basis Mm -hmm. on that same day. Which is the same thing you're saying. But, like, I noticed there was, like, a pattern throughout my big list of people. So, I would group them. So, yeah, there's an idea. I'm not great at it still. I'm just saying that that did help me. Yeah. Okay, so my biggest struggle with prayer. So I have an answer, but I didn't write it down, so I don't know how really to word it. But my biggest struggle with prayer right now is um, something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And so a lot of people put prayer into kind of like a separate category um, 
from your relationship with God. Mm. So, like, you have your quiet times, and then you have your prayer time. Yeah. And that shouldn't be two different categories. Yeah. And even though I know this, and I'm much better than I used to be about this, um, I have to remind myself daily that praying with praying to God is not a formal thing. Like, a lot of people think prayer as a formal word mm-hmm. when it's very informal. You're literally just having a conversation with God like I'm having with Anna right now or whatever. Like, you're just talking to him. So you could literally be, like, maybe, you don't ha- I think it's good to sit down and have a time where you just talk to God. But I also think it's okay if you haven't done that all day to just, throughout the day, like, randomly just talk to God. Yes. Because not only is that going to, um, let, well, the biggest thing with that for me personally is when I do that, whether it's in my head or out loud, um, just like, I'm not kidding you. I will be at home, just me and my son, and and I'll be talking to my son, doing stuff, whatever, and then I'll I'll go do the dishes or go do this or whatever, and I'll just start talking to God about what I'm doing right then. Yeah. And just doing, and I don't do that all the time, but, like, that's just a little example of, like, it doesn't have to be a formal, like, dear Heavenly Father. Right. Today, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're writing a letter to him, a formal letter. No. Like, but anyway, so doing that... It will draw you so close to God because it also reiterates the fact that he is with you all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not just a formal sit down. I'm praying to God. I'm going to go talk to God for an hour and then I'm going to go move on with my day. Right. It's a God is with me all day long. So I'm going to talk to him all day long about random stuff. Literally praying without ceasing. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing is, cate- is my struggle is categorizing like prayer in the one box and then sitting down and having a quote-unquote quiet time with God when it should all be just having a relationship with God every day all day yeah yeah that's really good I love that because um it makes me think of my Oma my grandma um she passed away back in January 2022 but she was like literally I don't know she did that in her day-to-day life and that was always so inspiring to me because like she talked to God constantly. Like, yeah. she would. Like, we'd be driving, and she'd be like, oh, Lord, like, please let this next light be green. <laughs> and yeah. it would be. Yeah. Or, like, like um, there'd be times when she'd need something from the store, like, one specific thing, and there'd be just one of that thing left. Yeah. And she'd be like, oh, Lord, you left that just for me. Thank you. <laughs> like, I love that. she really just, like, lived a life of, like, she talked to him all the time like he was her yeah. best friend because yeah. he was, you yeah. know? Like, and I loved that. And that's so true. Like, talk to him throughout your day. And, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times a day working with four-year-olds, I'm like, Lord, help me. Yep. Not to strangle this child right now. Yeah. But he does. Yeah. You know? And you know, a lot of people like having someone to just go to even do the simplest tasks throughout the day, like go to the grocery store. Like, hey, I have to go to the grocery store. You want to come with me? Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. And I feel like even if you're not that person who wants that all the time, I think it's really fun to have a person like that at times. Absolutely. But for the ones who want that more often, who feel like they don't have that, something that would really be fulfilling and helpful is to remember that you do have someone with you all the time right so even if you like i can't tell you how many times there's no one else in the car except me to the world but i am talking i am just talking and it might not be a formal like god i'm really struggling with this or hey this person's having surgery today i mean it might be that but also it might be like i don't know just telling god about my week like i would if anna and i were sitting down and catching up on our week yeah and it, it really is great. And then he goes to the grocery store with you, like you said, you know, with your with your Oma and, you know, yeah. So the next question, what does lamenting look like to you? Do you think it's disrespectful to yell at slash to God 
Or do you think he understands? So I'm just going to skip to the second part because this is the one that I really resonate with. Okay. Okay. Do you think it's disrespectful to yell at slash to God or do you think he understands? I don't know if I've ever thought about it, whether it's disrespectful or not. I definitely believe that it can be because you could yell at anybody and there are times when yelling is just the most disrespectful thing you could do to them. Yeah. So I think in in a general sense, I mean, sure, it can definitely be disrespectful. But then also I think that from my personal experience now, I don't think it's necessarily... I mean, does God want to be yelled at? Probably not. Does anyone really want to be yelled at? Probably not. <laughs> but I really don't think God is going to be mad about it. Um, well, and, and can he take it? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. He can take it because he's God. Because um, he's had way worse happen to him than me standing in my kitchen yelling at, <laughs> at him about something that is really insignificant versus other things he's been through or whatever. But um, but I definitely think that it, it can be healthy for you at times. Mm-hmm. Um, some people may not agree with that, but... I definitely think it's okay to do that at times. And I don't think you should make a point to do it. Like, I don't think you should wake up and say, I'm going to go yell at God today. (laughs) But I definitely think that if you're in the midst of a storm in your life, or you're even just going through just something that feels really hard in the moment and a year down the road, you might think, well, that was really insignificant. I didn't need to be upset about that. Yeah. But in the moment, it's a big deal in the moment. And so I think it's okay to get that off your chest. And I think it is more healthy. I think it's healthier to go and yell at God about that situation than to go to your spouse or your friend and let it off your chest there because it's healthier to vent to God than to someone else. Absolutely. And I'm not saying you should never vent to somebody else because God gives you a community for a reason, but there's a difference between venting and letting the burdens off of you to where all of your friends can bear the burden with you and Mm -hmm. go through that with you. But, um, I was just going to say that I agree with you because there's a difference between gossiping to your, with your friends or being like, hey, I have this coworker, and I really want to, like, love her in a godly way, but she's making it difficult because of X, Y, Z, and here's what she's done to me. Yeah. Like, how can I and show her love have, in return? Or whatever. Like, yeah. that's just an example. And if you have a Christian community, oh, man, the power of, like, letting that burden off of your shoulders and saying, can you bear this burden with me? They can pray over you in that moment. They mm-hmm. know to pray over that specific situation and shake the ground under the devil's feet throughout your week with that coworker. So that he doesn't tempt you even more with different emotions and whatnot. And, and, you know, there's so much power to it. And then they can help encourage you and keep you on track if you do fail. Right. You know. But if that coworker really ticks you off and you're just, like, really angry in the moment. Yeah. Don't go to your friends and no, be like, can yeah. you believe what so-and-so just freaking did to me? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Because that's gossip. Go to the Lord. Go to God. Yeah. Seriously. Because, like, and not in a disrespectful way, but in, like, a Lord, I am really angry right now because so-and-so just said this or did this, and it's really, like, ticking me off because it's not fair. Like, talk to him about that. Yeah, and if you're yelling at him or yelling about it, fine. Yell at him. Yeah. And then also, another example that um, some people may be able to relate to if you're a mother, but also this can be anyone, even if you're not a mom. This specific example, though, is because I'm a mother. You are. I am. I have one kid. And um, so I'm a first-time mom. And even though I had knowledge about things, about, you know, what it would be like about parenthood with some things, and I was prepared for some of those things, you're never going to be fully prepared for parenthood. And going through them is going to be really hard sometimes. So I remember whenever my son was a new newborn, and he was waking up every two to three hours, screaming his head off, and he wouldn't go to sleep. And I remember yelling at God at three in the morning several nights and not even just 
yelling, venting about the situation. I was yelling to, like, at God, saying, why won't you just let him sleep? Mm. Why won't you just let him, like, put peace over him? Why, like, and I would be praying. At first, I would start calm. I would pray for a hedge of peace to go over him. Because, one, it's miserable for him. Two, it's miserable for me. Three, it's miserable for Casey. And um, I remember yelling at him, like, why are you not answering my prayer? Like, why are you saying no? Why are you not, you know, and it wasn't just like me talking to him like I'm not. I was screaming my head off and um, a couple different times. And then also like even during the day at times if he's had a really hard day, you know, same thing. Like, I, I, you know, instead of getting mad at my son, I would rather just get mad at God because I don't want to do anything to my kid that, you know, not even like physically harming them. Just in general, like I don't want to yell at my kid because he's a baby. He doesn't know. So I would just yell at God and take it out on him. And I definitely don't think that that's the best thing to do, but I will say it's better that I did that than wait for Casey to get home from work and scream my head off at him and then put a wall of resentment between us. Yeah. Because God is not going to let a wall go up between you and him. He's going to hear you out. He understands. He understands. He's going to hear you out. He's going to say, I understand your emotions, even though they're not completely, but like, okay to have, you know, or whatever it is. And, um... He's going to comfort you through that, show you the way out, and show you that he is there for you and he is faithful to that situation. You just don't see it right now because you're blinded by your own, like, what you want in this Mm -hmm. situation. Like, I wanted my son to stop crying and go to sleep right then. But for some reason, that didn't happen. So God was like, you know, I see why you're upset. I see where you're coming from. So let me show you this X, Y, and Z. And in that, I grew closer to him. Yeah. So that's just an example of what I believe. I definitely believe, like... It's okay to lament. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to, you know, but I definitely think it's how you throw your anger at certain people or things that that's what, that's what the problem is at times whenever you take it and put it or make it into something it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I should word it. But yeah, so that's my opinion. Well, that was good. (laughs) What's yours? Uh, Well, I gave examples Mm -hmm. like of why lamenting is okay Mm because I also believe it's okay. Um, specifically dictionary.com. I looked up the definition, Mm -hmm. uh, says lament means to mourn aloud, wail, a crying out in grief to express sorrow, mourning, or regret for often demonstratively. So, um, my big example for lamenting is David. Mm -hmm. Like that, that dude lamented all the freaking time, but think about like what he was up against. Um, like Saul wanted to kill him and he Mm -hmm. was on the run and he knew he was the rightful king of Israel. Mm Mm-hmm. If I was David, I'd be really frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, why aren't you giving me this now, Lord? Like, you said I was the next, like, king. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been, you know, anointed by Samuel. Like, you've allowed me to do great things, like, kill the Goliath and all this stuff. But, like, I'm still on the run. Mm-hmm. Like, so David just, like, lamented all the time. Um, and just, I don't know. He talks about all the time, like, my strength fails me. I'm really sad. I'm in the depths of despair. I'm really mm-hmm. depressed. Like, my family's turned against me. But, like. He had a right to. Mm. The dude was up against a lot. And so, I don't know. Just, like, but he always ended, something important that's, that's important to note about David, though, is that he always ended on a note of hope. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Always ended with, but you, O Lord, sustain me, but you, O Lord, are taking care of me, and I can trust in you. Mm-hmm. Like, all the time. And so, I think it's important to lament and get your feelings out and really, like, I'll sometimes it's like throwing a fit low-key like mm-hmm. at least as far Absolutely. as i'm concerned like i'll scream i'll be like usually i have these moments in the car i was about I to say were why. you gonna say you beat on your steering I beat wheel on my steering wheel and i scream and i cry and i'm like why god why 
But then it always ends with a hopeful note like, well, no matter what, I trust that you're sovereign. No matter what, I trust that you have a plan for me. No matter what, I trust that you're working things out for my good. And so I'm just thankful like that the Holy Spirit is always faithful to remind me of those things. So lamenting is okay as long as I think you eventually come out of that. And how can you not? You know, when you're talking to God, you can't help but come out of it eventually because he always provides a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also want to make the point that Jesus is um, the great high priest who sympathizes with us. So Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, this is ESV, <clears throat> says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne, to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so literally Jesus tells us, like, hey, like when you're struggling, come to me and be brutally honest with me. Because I went through, um, I walked this earth as a man, and I can understand every emotion and feeling and temptation and everything that you're feeling right now. So, mm-hmm. he sympathizes with us in that, and he gives us um, mercy and grace to help us in those times. So. So, the next question is, what is your favorite beatitude and why? This was an Anna question. It's. It's, it's a good question. I didn't come up with it technically. But like when I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's a good question. Um, for those of you who don't know, Beatitudes, the Beatitudes are found in Matthew 5, verses 1 through 12. And it's um, part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Um, and Beatitudes specifically means the blessings. Um, and it also kind of describes the attributes that a believer should be. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're the Beatitudes. It's like be this way anyway okay so the one that stood out to me was this because it gets me through um having to stand up for what i believe in because it's really hard when people disagree with you and they're rude to you about it or you lose friends because of it or whatever so um this is what helps me verse 10 through 12 blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecute, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So I have become a lot more bold um, in my faith the past couple of years, and it's been really hard because I have a lot of friends from my past that are not Christians. So it's become almost like a weekly thing for me to have to say no to my friends for certain things. Or also to just feel like I feel led to share my belief on a certain topic more often than not because some of my closer friends are, they, they disagree with the Bible. And so it's been incredibly, like, incredibly hard to have to be like that. I've lost some friends and I've also had to distance myself from others and then... My closest friend, I love her because she just agrees to disagree and she moves on and she still thinks of, of my son as her nephew and we're fine. And um, <laughs> and not that I want her to stay in her belief because as a Christian, obviously I want her to know the truth from experience and everything. But also it is nice to know that there are people out there that aren't going to be jerks to you because of what you believe in and vice versa. Um, yeah, so anyway, that, that that is why that's my favorite one. 
because it keeps me in check and helps me stay on the right track of being bold because I know that I'm doing it for God and I'm blessed because of it. Mm -hmm. So. So I would say mine is probably verse six, which is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. Um, Other versions say for they shall be filled. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it, I think, because our longing for righteousness, like while knowing that it will never be truly filled as long as we walk this earth because we're never going to be completely righteous and perfect Mm -hmm. in God's eyes. Um, like it's all, it's also important to remember that we need to be continually hunging, hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Mm -hmm. Um, so like Matthew talks about the book of Matthew chapter 26 talks about our spirit being willing, but our flesh being weak. Mm -hmm. But like, you need to make sure that your spirit is always willing and hungering after righteousness. Um, and I like it because, um, I don't know, we're if I like the promise of if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like Jesus promises us here, I like the promise that's behind that. Um, well, so. also, I don't know if this is true or not, but what I thought of just now when you said that was in simple terms, the more you seek after God, like the more you, well, for example, the more you spend time with him, cause you're, you know, the more you're going to hunger for him. Yeah. That's that's what it's saying, basically, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, if you yeah. hunger and thirst after him, you will be filled. Yeah. Um, but you will have, your desire for him will grow. Yeah. The more that you seek him. Like, if you spend an hour sitting, sitting here, studying God's word and talking to him, I guarantee you, you're, you're going to want to keep going the next day. The next day, you're going to want to come back to him because you because of what you experienced with him that hour before. Yeah. Yeah. And he becomes, like, sweeter and sweeter. Yeah. Time with him becomes more precious as you spend more time with him. Um, and so, oh yeah, if you, if you're hungering and thirsting after righteousness, like you will be filled for the time being, mm-hmm. right? Even though we can never be completely filled because we still have our sin nature and like mm-hmm. our flesh is still weak. Psalm 63. I found this. There's also a song by Shane and Shane called Psalm 63. And it's like a, it's like a song version of this Psalm. It's really good. I recommend listening to it. But, um, basically I'm going to read it really fast. It's not very long. Okay, it says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate you on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. So, yeah. Um, basically, David's talking about how, like, God's been faithful to him, and he fulfills us. And his steadfast love and abiding love, his love that never fails, is better than even life itself. Mm. So, like, why wouldn't you want to be hungering and thirsting after righteousness? Although it's easy to get caught up in sin and get to the point where you are addicted to passions and pleasures of this world, right? As we talked about in the last podcast. Go listen to that if you don't know what we're talking about. It's also in <laughs> Titus chapter 3. Um, good stuff. But really, it's easy to get caught up in not hungering and thirsting for righteousness, but the more you spend time with him, the more you will hunger for him and thirst for him, and you will be satisfied as Jesus promises here. So, there it is. Okay, so the last question is... Not a question. It's a challenge. So Anna and I have come up with a challenge. Um, And this challenge could be 
Well, this was our, this was our, my thing with the challenge. So it's a challenge, faith-based or not. And it can be a challenge that we either want to challenge you guys to do and us, of course, with you, or something that is just a challenge to us in general that we need to work on. So it adds a variety. So Anna, what is your challenge? My challenge uh, was for myself, but not anymore because, well, okay. My challenge is something that I did this week that I want to challenge you guys to do, okay? Okay. So this week, if you're struggling in a certain area, I challenge you to seek out an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I challenge you to seek someone who's going to pray for you, who's going to be there for you without judgment, listen to you without judgment, like when you like okay so this could be for anything too like this could be for like hey i need more accountability when it comes to reading my bible this could be accountability for hey i've been like cussing a lot and if you hear me cussing i need you to help me like stop or call me out or this could be accounted i mean accountability yeah, for anything for anything yeah but like for me i found out on sunday that a friend of mine uh, and i both have a similar struggle that we're going through right now and so like immediately as soon as i found out that she was struggling with this i was like hey me too and she was like, we need to be accountable. Like, we need to hold each other accountable for this. And I was like, heck yes. And so mm-hmm. um, I would challenge you to do the same, right? Um, whether you're struggling to read your Bible, you're struggling to pray, you're struggling with pornography, you're struggling with cussing, you're struggling with gossiping, whatever it is, I challenge you to find someone you know um, who is rooted in God's word and um, can, like I said, pray for you, encourage you, listen to you without judgment when you do struggle um help you to stay out of it like if you're about to struggle Hmm. um so this can be someone who struggles similarly has struggled similarly or someone you know is just like a good spiritual like encourager or leader in your life so mine is something that i go through seasons with struggling with and not struggling with like one one season of life i might be doing great at this and the next i'm terrible at it Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and the gist of it I'm going to go into slightly more detail, but the, the basic, the basis of it is talking with more people about God on a day-to-day basis. Um, so my, my challenge to you and myself is this. So take where you're at and go from there. So for instance, what I mean by that is where I'm at with this challenge is I can easily text people. This is me personally. I can easily text people, um, all day long, every day and tell them, Hey, I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. or this or that or the other or like even someone who I know has does not want anything to do with God I can still send them a little verse and say hey I know you don't you know I know you're not a Christian and you know that's completely up to you but this is just something that stood out to me today and I just felt like sharing it with you like I'm fine with that but when it comes to me going to the grocery store and I feel led to talk to someone mm. like the Holy Spirit is saying hey go up to that person and say this am I gonna do that Sometimes, yeah, but I really struggle with it. Or yeah. and sometimes I just don't. I ignore the Holy Spirit altogether. And then I know people, like, there are people that I know personally. There's someone at my church who um, has talked about this not too long ago. And he will go up to just anybody and talk to anybody about God. And that is something that I really wish that I just... Like, at the end of the day, when we all die and we go to heaven or hell, depending on, you know, your relationship with God. Um, like, or I shouldn't say it like that. Whether you're saved Whether or you're not, saved, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whether you're saved or not, you know, where we go at the end of the day, we're not going to remember that day at the grocery store when I did, when I talked to that guy and he 
wanted to smack the crap out of me or whatever, you know, like who cares about that day? Yeah. Because I'm in heaven now. I'm yeah. not even going to think about that. So at the end of the day, who cares? Because at the, at the end of the race, you're going to be with God and that's all that matters. Yeah. And so you need to just get over yourself and go up to that person and talk to them or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what I struggle with. So my thing with start with where you're at is if you don't talk to anyone about God, but you do now have a relationship with him, you, you are saved and you want to grow further in that. And you're just scared to talk to anybody and everybody because maybe your whole family is against God or your, or all of your friends, or you maybe only have one person that is a Christian in your life that you see regularly. Um, I encourage you first, make sure you're part of a church group and, or a Bible study group or something and have a community because that will help you with this situation, Mm -hmm. but start with where you're at. So if you're not talking to anybody about God ever, not even sending them a text or telling them, Hey, I prayed for you today or whatever it is, then start with that. Start small and go with that. And then maybe challenge yourself this week every day. Choose one person or maybe one person, like a different person each day or whatever. And text them something about God. It could be the smallest thing. You could even like expand on that, right? So like you could go from saying, hey, I'm praying for you today to typing out a prayer. Yeah, yeah. Like like this week, I'm going to say, I'm going to text five different people. Monday through Friday, and say, I'm, I prayed for you today. And actually pray for them, obviously. Yeah. Like, don't just say you prayed for them. And then the next week, you're right. Challenge yourself to go deeper. Yeah. And, and type out that type prayer. Out a prayer. Or call them and pray with them, or whatever the heck yeah. it is. You know? Start small. Yeah. And some people, I, I know, I know people personally that would say, no, 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 no. Like, you don't need to gradually do that kind of stuff. You need to be all in with God. I agree you need to be all in. But it's really hard, especially if you're the only person in your environment, in your community that of people that is a Christian, mm-hmm. that's extremely hard. And you could really get a lot of backlash and hate and, and you don't, you know, that's really hard to go through. And so you need to pray about it and ask, you know, Let the Holy Spirit lead you in that. Yeah. But start with where you're at and start small if you have to, um, and go from there. So that's my challenge. That was perfect. That, that was the last question. Good stuff. Praise the Lord. Okay. All right, cool. Peace out. And break. <laughs>